Hello and welcome to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. At Emmanuel Croydon, we exist to be a community drawn together by our desire to know and follow Jesus. We long to become disciples of Jesus who are equipped to serve him in the whole of life, transforming families, communities and workplaces as we love God with heart, mind, soul and strength. We hope you enjoy this week's talk from the evening service. Thank you for joining us today. Grace and peace to you. Good evening, church. Tonight's reading is from the book of Romans, chapter 16, verses 1 to 16. That's page 1152 in your church Bibles. Romans 16, starting in verse 1. I commend to you our sister Phoebe, a servant of the church in Centrea. I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints and to give her any help she may need from you, for she has been a great help to many people, including me. Greet Priscilla and Aquila, my co-workers in Christ Jesus. They risk their lives for me. Not only I, but all the churches of the Gentiles are grateful to them. Greet also the church that meets at their house. Greet my dear friend, Apennitus, who was the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia. Greet Mary, who worked very hard for you. Greet Andronicus and Junia, my relatives who have been in prison with me. They are outstanding among the apostles, and they were in Christ before I was. Greet Ampliatus, who I love in the Lord. Greet Urbanus, our co-worker in Christ, and my dear friend Stachus. Greet Apellus, tested and approved in Christ. Greet those who belong to the household of Aristobulus. Greet Herodian, my relative. Greet those in the household of Narcissus, who are in the Lord. Greet Tryphena and Tryphosa, those women who work hard in the Lord. Greet my dear friend Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother, who has been a mother to me too. Greet Asyncritus, Phlegon, Hermes, Patrobus, Hermas, and other believers with them. Greet Philologus, Julia, Nereus, and his sister, and Olympus, and all the saints with them. Greet one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ send greetings. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you very much, Dima. Well read uh, with all those names. Uh, this series, we're thinking about friendship. And uh, to help us think about this, let's take a moment. I'd love you to think about with the person next to you, what comes to mind when you hear the phrase spiritual friendships? What comes to mind when you hear the phrase spiritual friendships? Let's take a moment. Uh, turn to one another. Uh, this is the, a chance to grab some uh, tea or coffee, top up on drinks and biscuits. Uh, do feel free to wander around and we'll join in a few minutes.
Well, let's uh, draw those uh, conversations in. Let me uh, lead us in a prayer before we look at this passage. Uh, Lord God, uh, please teach us, we pray, to be good uh, friends. Help us to grow in our spiritual friendships. Amen. Now, I wonder if this quote uh, resonates with you. I don't want to join a friendly church. I want a church where I can make friends. I don't want to join a friendly church. I want a church where I can make friends. And experience often shows that the thing that will help us uh, stay a part of our church family in the long haul is whether we have friends there. Good spiritual friends. But it's not always easy. Maybe at the moment we feel a bit lonely. We'd love, as we look around, to have more friends with those we see as we lift our eyes. Maybe we used to, but as the years gone by, just it feels that there's fewer and fewer friends. Maybe we do have friends in our church, but it doesn't always feel very Christian. Or maybe, as we were talking about spiritual friendships, maybe those words, as we hear them, it just sounds a bit intense. It's not always easy. But what does God have to say? Here in our reading, we get a snapshot of the early church. And maybe if we just read it by itself, it looks like there's a bit of admin that seem to be going at the end of the letter, but actually, it shows us what it means to have Christ in our friendships, what it means to have Jesus there. So we're thinking about good spiritual friends, and this snapshot of the early church, what does it show us? Firstly, good spiritual friends, we need them. Good spiritual friends, we need them. Now, we're looking at the book of Romans, and the book of Romans, for many people, is, uh, we, we think of weighty, um, weight, weighty themes of doctrine, of a clear statement of why we need the gospel, why all people need the gospel of Jesus Christ. But it's also a letter about people. It's about people. And when the Apostle Paul wanted this Roman church to grow in their confidence in the gospel, he introduced them to Christian friends. That's what he's doing uh, in this chapter. Uh, I wonder if you, can, if you can count them. It's on page 1152. If you lost the page, count how many people the Apostle Paul is introducing them too. And he doesn't, he doesn't know this church, this church in Rome. He's not met them before. And here he is, and he really wants them to know this group of people who are with them. He wants them to have good Christian friends. And that's because in the scriptures, the Christian life is, uh, sorry, forgive the football analogy. It, it's less like Argentina football 2022 Okay, so if you watched the World Cup last year, Argentina, they built the entire team around uh, Lionel Messi, and the entire conversation was, is 
Lionel Messi a better Lionel Messi than Lionel Messi. It was just that uh, for the entire time. It's not like that. It's not about the sort of one guy who's the GOAT, the greatest of all time. It's more like Germany 2014 in that World Cup when it was all about the team. And it was all about the passing and how they worked together. And there wasn't really one person who sort of stood uh, above the rest. It was about uh, the team. And that is the picture that we see in following Jesus here. That it's not all just about the big uh, one person, the greatest of all time. It's about a group of people. And maybe if football doesn't resonate with you, think of uh, a bonfire. And uh, you've got the bonfire and you've got the the wood burning together. And if you want the flames to burn bright, you push the logs uh, together. Uh, And if you want the flames to die out, you pull uh, the whole thing apart and it goes goes cool. Here is Paul introducing them to these people. And they're a really uh, diverse bunch as we look at some of the names and try and work out where they were from. So we've got uh, Phoebe, who is from Greece, uh, in verse 5. We've got Eponetus, who is the first convert to Christ in the province of Asia, so he's from modern-day Turkey. Uh, Verse 7, Junior, uh, they, I think, are from... uh, from... Uh, the, uh, they're from a Jewish background. And then you've got Persis in verse 12, like from Persia. Uh, so you, here we have people from uh, Iran, from Monday Israel, from Turkey, from Greece, from Rome. Uh, isn't that amazing? All these people uh, who are together, they are his friends. And that is the privilege of following Jesus, a global family. A global family. It's the privilege that we have when we start to follow Christ, that we join this. You see the family language as we read. Verse 13, Greet Rufus, chosen in the Lord, and his mother, who has been a mother to me as well. You see the family language. And it wasn't without conflict. This wasn't without conflict. If we know the story of the early church, the Apostle Paul, there was, uh, there was arguments between Paul and Barnabas and Mark, and even Paul and Peter fell out at one point. But these are people who really believed that God had adopted them uh, into a new family that they had been united with Christ together in his death. And say, as we see this picture, that we can follow in that pattern and say, well, Jesus has made that person my brother and sister. Even if it doesn't feel like that, that's the way Jesus sees them. Uh, Any of us can be nice to someone who's nice to us. Jesus said even the Pharisees can do that. But to love someone different to us, who is irritating to us, well, that is real Christian love, isn't it? I remember uh, two friends of mine uh, who'd, who'd meet together. And uh, one of them was uh, this uh, like Durham graduate who uh, wore a tweed jacket and uh, he had a bow tie. 
and he'd walk around, and he'd, and he'd meet with his friend, who was from South London, in it. And he wore, and uh, with the tweed jacket, his other friend was there wearing uh, his tracksuit, top to bottom. And they'd sit uh, together, and they'd look at the Bible. And uh, you'd look at it from, as a fly on the wall, you'd think, only the gospel that could have brought those two guys together from completely uh, different walks of life. So it's worth asking the question for us. Uh, do we have spiritual friends? So you look around in our church family. Do we have people that we could call our friends? And it is fair to say that perhaps the combined impact of COVID and the impact of social media, which I don't know about you, it just often nudges us towards like catching up with people maybe from a previous uh, life. Just catching up and not in a meaningful way. Whether we have this real friends. The Children's Society did a report and talked about young, young people gradually feeling less and less happy uh, with their friendships. It's becoming more of a lost art, the art of friendship and spiritual friendship. Do we have spiritual friends? And if we feel like we need that, it might involve making us feel quite vulnerable and putting ourselves out there. It'd be great to spend time with you. Could we do that? Do why don't you come round? It'd be great to get to know you better. There's a bit of vulnerability there, isn't there? As we reach out. Is that what we need to do? Good spiritual friends. We need them. But also, good spiritual friends are fellow workers in Christ. Good spiritual friends are fellow workers in Christ. Now let's talk about choosing friends, because uh, choosing friends can be really hard. I think most of us would agree that um, substance is more important than style, that character is more important than just like flair and charisma. But sometimes, I don't know if you're like me, sometimes we, we cannot actually be that good at choosing friends, and we can choose friends wrongly, uh, maybe we'd like to think that we choose friends for character. But actually, what we're more interested in is whether they're fun to be around or a bit just like us or they just do the same things or the same life stage of us. Or maybe we think, yes, they're really uh, dynamic and bubbly and funny and we just choose uh, the style over the substance Maybe it's reflected in the way uh, the people who we follow on social media and the people we watch on TV. And we look at who we follow and who we watch on TV, and actually they're just beautiful people. And what does that say about what we're valuing in people? But Paul's friends, isn't it interesting how they're described? The language of workers... And laborers, that just keeps uh, coming up about five times. My fellow, my fellow worker, like verse 12, greet my dear friend Persis, another woman who has worked very hard in the Lord. Uh, yesterday evening, uh, Thames Water were out uh, digging up a bit of the road uh, just outside the church building. And there's the picture that that Paul's trying to get us to see, the, 
picture of uh, people working through the night, physical, manual labor, uh, outside in the cold, the clothes dirty from the work, all the hazards that come with uh, digging up the road and pulling up pipes. That's the picture that Paul wants to think about. Paul was someone with a mission to make Christ known among the nations. And these people, they were in all the way, risking their lives, some of them being even put in prison uh, with Paul. So, spiritual friendship. I don't know what we thought as we were thinking about that together. What does spiritual friendship look like? Well, here we have it. It's these group of people were making disciples together. They were serving in the cause of the gospel. And that is fertile ground for good spiritual friendships. Serving in the cause of the gospel, in evangelism, in making disciples. I think personally, the godparents to my children, we met them uh, on a Christian camp serving together. Met people doing that evangelism that I'm still in touch with today. And as we look at this picture, maybe it encourages us to raise the bar in our friendships and what that could look like with other followers of Jesus. When we meet with our friends, with our Christian friends, what happens? Maybe we just find ourselves complaining about the prime minister and uh, about uh, potholes in the road. Uh, Maybe we talk about Jesus and we pray together. Maybe we say, what are you reading in your Bible? What are you finding encouraging at the moment? What's tough at the moment? Have you found anything particularly that you've been listening to that's encouraged you? What have you been uh, singing along to? Family I lodged with taught me to pray on the phone with people. And often when I offer that to people, it's like there's a, a relief that suddenly... Uh, there. Oh, thank you so much. And we may not realize it or not, but actually the spiritual content of our Christian friendships can have a really big impact. Sometimes whether we, we realize it or not, whether we are upping the temperature or not. Let me give you an example. Uh, my, one of my big heroes is a missionary called Isabel Kuhn. And Isabel Kuhn went out to China with the China Inland Mission, which is now OMF. And uh, she was serving uh, on the mission field at a really volatile time. It was in the Second World War. And she's in China, and there's all these things going on because you've got all the Civil War stuff, and you've got the Japanese invading. And in between that, people are coming to Christ. And she talks about... Uh, in this um, autobiography called Into the Arena. It's amazing. And she talks about a Chinese convert. And uh, he's come to Christ in the midst of all this stuff that's going on. And he goes and stays with, uh, with a family. Um, I think it was in, in Beijing. And he comes away from staying with his Christian family really discouraged. Uh, because while he was staying with them, they, they didn't pray with him. And they didn't pray, they just, they just talked. He never saw them pray. And that made such a, uh, an impact on him. And someone once said to me, uh, we really need to grow in talking about supernatural things naturally 
and talk about natural things supernaturally. Talk about supernatural things naturally and natural things supernaturally. And in those friendships, there's space for us to challenge one another as well. Looking back, I'm so glad that people were direct with me uh, when I was uh, uh, going off. They said things I didn't want to hear at the time, but I'm so grateful looking back. I'm so grateful that they were brave enough just to cross the threshold uh, to say that to me. And that's where I'd like us to, to sit as we look at this passage, as we see and as it raises the bar for us of what our spiritual friendships could look like. Speaking Christ and praying together, sharing Christ with one another. So let's take a moment just to discuss with one another how can we ensure that our Christian friendships begin with Christ, continue with Christ, and are perfected in Christ? How can we ensure our Christian friendships begin with Christ, continue with Christ, and are perfected in Christ? Let's take a moment to chat about that together, and then I'll draw us together again. If uh, I can break into your conversations there, do uh, pick them up after the service. And uh, if I have one more thing to add, if you're feeling, feeling brave and want to think about this more, maybe ask someone uh, that you trust and say, how, how am I doing on this spiritual friendship? Like, do you think, what do you think I'm getting right? What do you think uh, I'm getting uh, wrong? If you're, feeling, uh, if you're feeling brave, if you're feeling, get yourself in a calm mood, and uh, it can be really, really helpful. Let me lead us in a prayer. Lord God, we thank you that you have united us together with Christ. Lord, please help us to express that, that reality that already exists, that Jesus has brought us together. Help us to experience that in our friendships. Father, we pray that our friendships with one another would be places where we spur one another on and support each other in our walk with Christ. Lord, give us that vulnerability. Give us that effort for one another. We need your help. Amen. In the Church of England service, there's a little way that we uh, can express uh, our, our oneness to, uh, with one another. Uh, and it's called the peace. And what we're going to do in a moment is we're going to go around and, and greet one another. And we can say, uh, peace be with you. And uh, the words are going to come up on the screen. The peace of the Lord be always with you. And, and also, also with you. you. Let us offer one another a sign of peace. Thanks for listening to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. For more information about our church and everything we have going on, visit our website, emmanuelcroydon.org.uk. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to see and hear what's going on in the life of our church.
God bless you and have a wonderful week.